So the big question is this. How do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Congratulations to the following brokers. Ameriteam Realty, Dunes Properties, Impact Real Estate, Long and Foster. Yeah, that's a big one. 11,000 agents. Plum Tree Realty, Real Estate Professionals, Realty Ohio, Remax Advantage, Remax Essential, and Agent Strong all have taken action and negotiated steep discounts on Rebus University's award-winning courses for all of their agents. If you want unpublished pricing for all of your agents like these brokers have done, go to hybendigital.com backslash teams or simply pick up the phone and text or call Catherine Brower at 843-749-9900. And now for the review of the day. Got a review in the Real Estate Rockstars Facebook group. Man, this thing is blowing up. A uh, Steve Varhall. Steve says, Hi, everyone. I'm in my second year of real estate. I'm from Minnesota and I work with Remax Results. One day I was searching for real estate podcasts and came across Mr. Hyben. Pat, along with all of his guests, have been a blessing. I would love to partner, buddy up with anybody to hold ourselves accountable he puts his number here so i'm going to read it look if you want to ha have an accountability partner give steve a call 612-867-9437 and his email is steve varhol v-a-r-h-o-l at gmail.com steve i hope that was okay sharing that but hey i hope you get way more than one accountability partner listen man i have a lot of accountability partners and it's really what has allowed me uh, almost all of the success that i've had in my life so Hope that's cool, Steve. And hey, by the way, thank you for the five-star review, my friend. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Okay, Rockstar Nation, we have a great guest and a friend of mine, Mr. Vinny Chopra is on the line. And Vinny, Vinny came on probably two years ago. And then recently I was at a GoBundance event and he was a new member, just joined GoBundance. And I was like, hey, I know you. And, and uh, we became fast friends uh, at the GoBundance event. We actually shared a ride back to Denver, Colorado from Steamboat and caught up on so many things. We've been in touch since. And one of the things uh, Vinny and I talked about on the ride to Denver, which was a four-hour ride, was something that he calls a renter nation. And I said to him, I said, I said, listen, I got a lot of real estate agents. Majority of my listeners are, are real estate agents. They're not going to be happy to hear this news. Uh, but Vinny was going on to explain that the 
amount of people that are renting is drastically increasing. The amount of people that are actually purchasing is drastically decreasing. And I said, let me get you on the show so you can explain this to us. And hopefully as real estate agents and real estate investors, we can learn from this. I'm not sure how we can learn from it, but we'll figure out ways to learn from it so that we can be more effective at our jobs and be more aware of, if anything, be more aware of that, that this trend is happening and that we should, uh, as agents, save a lot more money and, and, and maybe invest because there's investment opportunities because of this. So, so without further ado, uh, Mr. Vinny Chopra, welcome back to Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you, Pat. It's such a pleasure. And, you know, when I found out that you'll be there and you're one of the founding fathers of GoBundance, that was uh, very appealing to me. And it was just so wonderful to spend that time at Steamboat and get got to know 140 or so CEOs, very hardworking, charging uh, young people and older people like you and I <laughs> who were there. And we enjoyed a lot of good time there, good eating and good camaraderie, good understanding. And uh, I really valued that four hour that we spent together driving yeah. back to Denver. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. So Vinny, tell, tell everybody like what you do, like what, uh, what you're about, Monel and, and uh, your investment companies and that sort of thing. Sure. You know, actually, I have been investing in single family homes, Pat, like we discussed in my last interview for 30 years, over 30 years. And many times people look for $100 or $200 or $300 cash flow per month. And at the end of the year could be, you know, almost like uh, 300 times 12. That's, uh, you know, $3,600 or 3000 But if something bad happens on the way, uh, boiler goes out or roof or something or the tenant leaves, uh, you know, that messes up the renting, you know, rental income. So I became a broker myself in 2004, almost 14 years back. I was looking into what could I do, which is a little different than just investing in single family home. We have owned our primary residence. We have changed about four times, you know, and then increased the equity and bought a bigger one and bigger one. But I came across multifamily about 14 years, 15 years back, and that really caught my attention that far back, you know more I looked at the commercial side, I thought I would like to be a good expert in commercial. And I looked at office buildings, looked at hospitality, industrial, uh, all that strip shopping centers. Somehow multifamily caught my attention and more I dug deeper into it 14 years back, it just made sense to me the economies of scale, like you know, if I own 20 homes spread all over the city or states even, I have 20 different roofs <laughs> to take care of. I have to you know, have 20 different transactions because I have to buy each single family separately. I have to have maintenance staff and collecting rents, all that. But combining it into a 20-unit apartment building made sense to me back then because only two roofs maybe, 
you know, and also the maintenance person can take care of the toilets or whatever, whatever, you know, even though I never got into it, I always had a management company with my single family homes. But now with multifamily, I have my uh, community manager and things like that because we are buying larger units. My first one was 14 units, by the way, with my old then we bought 109 units, then 150, 160, 267. And we went all the way to almost 3,100 units under wow. our control. Then I sold 10, I did 26 syndications, by the way. I also believe in pooling money together because we all have finite amount of money. <laughs> Nobody has right. too much money, you know? Yes. So that's the other thing I kind of resorted to pulling the money from my friends and investors and they really enjoyed the returns that I've been able to give over 10 years. So just to kind of mention it, bringing back to the renter's nation concept, which yes, is really renter's true. nation. That, that's, uh, renter's that, nation. That's the one that, 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 that is everything, Vinny is uh, you're, you're sitting here, you're calling this a renter's nation a lot you know 90% of the people that listen to this podcast are real estate agents they want you to call it a owner's nation or a, a, a buyer's nation or a seller's nation um, and you're calling it a renter's nation and and to me and to them that's very scary why do you call it that and what's happening here you know, I would like to give the facts and I truly yeah, please, apologize. Yeah, let's not talk cliches. Let's not talk uh, no. theory. Let's uh, break down the facts because I'm curious totally. myself. Totally, totally. And, you know, I would like to get the attention of your audience to things which are happening in USA. I've been in the USA for over 40 years. 40 and years, so okay. 40 years, I came with this, you know, $7 into this country. I'm a mechanical engineer. And then I did my MBA in marketing over there at George Washington University. I was a motivational speaker. And then now I'm a broker now and an investor and syndicator, which I've been doing for the last 11 years. And what seen, and these are statistics right there on the internet. If you yeah, let's, just let's, let's talk about the let's talk about thirty years. Let's talk about nineteen ninety, right? Yes. To two thousand, yes. which is a decade. Then two thousand to two thousand ten, which is a decade, and then two thousand. Let's just take it to two thousand twenty. Two thousand ten to two thousand and twenty. Um, yes. You know, first of all, let's take the first decade, Vinny, in the nineties. Yes. Right? What happened with rentals? Because I was there, you know, I bought my first rental property in 1990, I bought my second rental property in 1992. Mm -hmm. And um, at the time, there, people looked at me like I was a little odd, uh, you know, buying rental property. There wasn't a lot of people sure. buying and renting out to other people. Just, it just wasn't a thing, right? It just wasn't a thing. So tell me what happened there. There, actually, you know, the uh, people who were renting the apartments went down. Actually, if you look at the graph, yeah. it went from about 62% down to about 59%. I'm looking at the graph. So, so this is 59% of the population. By the way, Correct. guys. This is in millennial. They weren't called millennials back then, but this was people no. between age twenty and thirty-five. 
you know, 15 years between 20 and 35, where most people you figure would be buying their first home in the 1990s, less, it went down to less than half, right? Or roughly half uh, rented yes. and half bought. Okay. And then, well, then what happened when you went from 2000 to 2010, Vinny? Wow. Now that's where the changes came. I think right at about 2000, I'm looking at the graph again, you know, this, Statistics are proving themselves that the next decade, the renting went up, oh my gosh, from almost like 59%, I'm looking at 2010, almost 63%, 63%, there were people renting in our nation at that time, right at about 2010, but what's really spectacular is these last eight years, if I look at the graph again, I know we are not showing it to the audience, yeah. but it went from 63% all the way to 66%. So it's about 66%. So, you know, almost two thirds, it is two thirds, right? Two -thirds. Yeah, a third is 33%. So two thirds of the population between 20 and 35 rents. Now, why? Wow. Well, I think, again, uh, my contention is, and what I've been able to talk to other people and learn from other people who are looking at these statistics, they are saying that the, uh, the, the portability factor with the millennials, with the new age of uh, internet and also the you know uh, the ubers and all the different things happening and uh, intelligence and robotics and all that stuff you know they liking more portability aspect of it where they can move from one city to next city without having to sell their home or getting into it and also some of these millennials kind of saw their parents lose the homes in that 2008 crash also. So that has a factor there in between also. They just feel like uh, from all the you know, studies that they would like more portability, that they could go to apartment buildings, which are nice apartment buildings, by the way, like B-class, which has got the gyms, beautiful equipment, swing pools, lap pools, jacuzzis, all the amenities are there and they would love to live and they don't want to worry about the lawn and mowing the lawn and you know taking care of the exterior of the house, single family home and all that and paying also the property taxes. See, that's the other factor when they are renting in these B-class neighborhoods, you know, in A-class or B-class neighborhood in nice big apartments, B-class, mostly we deal in C and B in our company. And that's where they like to have that, uh, you know, $1,400 rent possibly or $1,300 rent that can give them a beautiful place to live, which includes all these other amenities, you know? And they don't have to pay the tax, the property tax, or insurance. Insurance is also a lot too when you are having a single family home. 
As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. This is interesting, because, and I think technology has screwed this up or altered this graph a little bit because, you know, I can tell you from my, I'm 52, right? And so I think when I was about in the, when I was in this range that we're talking about, like this millennial range, mm-hmm. I was, let's say 20, when, let's just say I was 30, you know, I, I was a little oddball on the street, meaning I, I always have hated mechanical things. So I never liked to mow the lawn or, or do weed whackers and crap like that. But every single neighbor I had when I was 30 was like, oh, it's very therapeutic for me. I love going out and dealing with my yard and cutting my yard and, and spending all day Saturday in my yard. And, and to them, it was something that their father did and their grandfather did. And, and having this whole concept of, of spending your weekends fixing up, fixing up things was not only therapeutic, but it was something that you did. And uh, I think technology kind of has interrupted that a little bit and the people are like, well, you know, you know, that's really not for me to do. That's for somebody else. I would rather have someone else to do it and then I could like it or, or hate it. I could be at home, you know, inside or enjoying an event somewhere. You know what I mean? I think that millennials tend mm-hmm. to value uh, events, experiences, things like that over things like fixing up the yard. And, and I think another factor comes to play with social media it's become a lot easy. It's become very easy to make a quote unquote friend, right? You, you tend, it's a, a very much more gregarious society, let's say. And mm-hmm. uh, when you live in an apartment building, it allows for that, right? Uh, you know, they, they have events constantly. You're constantly Correct. eating people your age. It's like, it's like so, the, the TV show Seinfeld, the TV show Friends, right? Mm-hmm. Where, you, where you meet people that have similar interests. And I think that attracts people more now than 30 years ago. Um, sure. It didn't attract people. Were like, they were uncomfortable meeting new people, right? You, you, knew the peop- you knew your family and you knew maybe the people you go to high school with and that's it. So, so it's, very, it's very different now. And I think all those things have made this go from 59% all the way up to 66% which is fascinating and they're guesstimating this one uh, here this one graph that Vinny and I are looking at they're guesstimating that by 2020 it's going to hit 70% yeah. uh, of mm. people between 20 and 34 uh, renting right so as mm. real estate agents and real estate investors what do we do about this right that's a 
Very good point. Very good point. And also, I was just looking at the graph. Nearly 4 million people are turning 18 years of age each year. Each year. Wow. Four you know, and then another statistic I wanted to share, I don't think I have it in the next graph. Maybe it might. Is the baby boomer, see? And what that has done also for the baby boomers who are in the age group like, you know, yours and mine now, yeah. you know, in the 50, yeah. 50, 75, I'm 66, and they are actually downsizing. They are downsizing in the sense that they are but moving wait, to the sunny state. Haven't, let, let's talk about this. Haven't people always downsized as they get older? You know, they have. They have. I think but you're they're, right. They're downsizing more now than ever before? Is that what's going on? Ooh, now that's a good one. I should have, I should look into that. Statistically, I could not comment on that, but I do have this graph in front of me and you are seeing it too, that the home ownership has declined, which is probably the same as we just talked about, Renters Nation, 69% ownership. In, yeah, five to about 2016, it went down to about 63%, which we just talked about. And right? by the way, this is all ages. So when, you, when, you're yeah, not, all ages. when you're not looking at millennials and you're only looking at all ages, it's totally. at 63%. Yeah. Uh, and, and now what is it? Totally. You know, that was 2005. And, so 13 years ago, you know, it peaked and, and it's been declining every single year since 2005. Five, yes, yes. And What's then that again, now? Again, you know, I do want to make a case of it in the sense okay. that as the, as the baby boomers, sorry, you know, as they are retiring and they are looking for their, you know, uh, golden years, I guess, they are moving possibly more into senior communities with more social and, again, to be able to really have that element where they don't have to worry about the same things we talked about, you know, the taxes and the, uh, you know, taking care of their uh, buildings and, you know, houses and things like that. And the other part is the mass immigration, which they are expecting again. Uh, again, you know, this year, we don't know. We are hearing a lot more turmoil about getting people out of, you know, USA than in USA. <laughs> but huh. as for the graph, <laughs> you know, we look at it that the population has been increasing immigrations right here from like, let's say we are in the middle here, 2020. I just looked at it, right? You're looking at it too. It's like about 250 million population, which we have total. Our nation will be almost 400 some million and they are expecting a lot of Immigration growth. Well, I wonder, I wonder if this is going to change now that they, you know, that, they, I mean, because immigration is big now, right? There's, there's yeah. big changes, you know, that they're trying to make. Uh, sure. And they are, that they are making in the, in the immigration policy. Um, right. Now, you know, this is showing that basically in 1970, mm -hmm. there's very few immigrants, right? I mean, right. there's always, America's always been full of immigrants, but there, what, what, what is this saying exactly? Yeah, what, what are you saying? That, what, that, that immigration is going to get so much. I mean, what's the point of this here? I, I would 
say, Pat, it's saying to us that, you know, as you know, our nation, uh, you know, USA, a divorce rate and everything, and, you know, a lot of couples are not, you know, bearing children that much. Mm. So, and then attrition and the dying and everything, if we combine all that, our nation uh, population will grow, but not as much, not as much, you know, uh, intrinsically, but the population growth, what they are expecting in this graph, we are looking at is most by immigration from the people coming from other countries, uh, skilled labor. You're saying that's just, there's going to be more people, so there's going to be more places to put them. And, and I guess in your mind, as, a, as a, a person that owns thousands and thousands of apartments, um, uh, this is a good thing for you uh, because a lot of these immigrants are going to want to rent uh, because they, they can't qualify for a mortgage. Truly, truly. You're right. You're right. Again, you know, I'd like to make a case that with your audience, and I Please. hope yeah, that a positive one in the sense that, you know, with all these discussion that we did so far, that we do take a good look at it. I know we want to do really well in our professions, but at the same token, saving money and investing into multifamily, uh, could be six units, could be eight units, could be 12, could be 50 units, is a good thing. I hope that, you know, we could put a positive twist to the whole thing because, as you know, I mean, a lot of other, I was reading that, you know, book, Abundance, I think it's called, yeah. where they are talking about what will happen with the driverless cars, what will happen you know, when people, the ownership of the cars will be diminishing and the parking lots will not be needed, you know, and things like that. I mean, that just really scares the heck out of, you know, how we are already seeing the adjustments with ro robots now, you know, that people are losing jobs. We have increasing jobs. We have very high, uh, you know, employment rate right now throughout the nation. But as we move each of the years, uh, the intelligence, you know, data that uh, we have been able to gather all these things, uh, they're going to affect our, you know, living styles. They will. And now word from Carrie Shaw, whose gross commission income has come close to $7 million in the last few years and her net has been well over $2 million per year. This is someone you want to listen to. For team leaders out there, if you have your people do this, the amount of time you're going to save training them will be worth a ton of money to you. They'll just be productive faster and be able to go out and generate incomes for themselves, which when I talk to team leaders, one of the biggest challenges they have, they hire when they're already so busy that they simply don't have the time to train. and so. The, the number of agents that will succeed by just sitting with you in the car and absorbing what you're doing and then they're going to go out and clone you, that doesn't, that's not realistic. That's not how it actually happens. They need to understand why you're doing what you're doing and how it's working and you, most of you, by the time you hire, you don't have the time to do that effectively. So when I heard that Pat was doing this on the listing side, I mean, we bought it immediately. We put our whole listing team through it. Now when someone starts with us, they take the whole listing course before they start training with our team. And it's just, it's fantastic. I think it's a way, it's a game changer. If you want the type of success that Carrie Shaw and her team have, 
Go to hybendigital.com backslash teams to get group pricing. Get every one of your agents certified and you won't regret it. I think if I may make a case, uh, you know, again, very humbly, is that, you know, for uh, investment perspective, for to get the returns on your savings, I know we are going through jitters of the uh, you know, stock market, which went down 1,175 points, you know, last Friday, and then 500 points. And today, I didn't see it. It was down almost like, I thought 300 points or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I, is a, this, yeah. Is inter- this is interesting, Vinny. Let me ask you a question. So here's what you're talking about, right? I want to go back to the self-driving cars thing. This is a fascinating conversation. Okay, so let's look at this. So, like, you know, I was, tra- I was working out with my trainer this morning, and he has, a, um, he has a franchise, right? He's a franchisor. I mean, he created it uh, called Just You Fitness, where he trains people one at a time, right? Lifting yes. weights, things like that. And it's in his garage and his whole model, and he sold a bunch of these franchises, uh, is to convert your garage into a gym. And I said, do you have a lot of reluctance when people want to convert their garages? And he said, not really, because if you think about it, garages are, you know, they're not that important. Um, And he's in the South. A lot of his people are are, are in Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. And, And he says, you know, it's not a big deal to leave your car outside. If you think about the wasted space in a house that's built, uh, for a garage to house an object that's a material object, it's really sometimes people's garages to house their their cars are bigger than their master bedrooms. And he says, I think eventually people are going to start to understand that you really don't need a garage. And and he explains that to people as a sales pitch to get them to turn their garage into a gym. So the reason that I'm bringing this up is because you talked about the self-driving cars. And I'm curious what you think about this. Do you think that 30 years from now, that the houses being built will not have garages. That is very possible. Very, very possible. See, the thing is, it all comes from the point of view that a lot of people will not be owning cars. They will not be because they'll be driverless Ubers standing right on your street, right outside, or very close to it, you know. It's very possible, do you think, that babies born today will never get a driver's license? (laughs) You think, I mean, think about that, right? 16 years from now, right? I mean, think about how how easy it is for kids to take Uber and, and Lyft and everything now. Totally. It's so easy. And I know of a lot of people, you know, I'm sure everybody knows a lot of people, you know, who are using Uber, Lyft and other means. And it's so convenient and you don't have to worry about parking. You don't have to worry about lots of stuff, you know. And again, with the ownership of a a depreciable asset like automobile, you know, where you have to pay for the insurance and of course, all the other stuff and then storage when there will be no product to store, garages will be gone. I see your point, you know. That's why I mentioned a little while back that there was a book, I think I was reading or somewhere, they were talking about this, all these parking lots, 
will have to be converted into some kind of condos or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I mean, they are. Imagine built. if your whole net worth, if your whole life was was parking garages and you owned a hundred of them or 10 of them or one of them. Oh, my um, gosh. You, yeah, you got a question is, or eventually you're going to start seeing yeah. less and less car ownership. It's kind of like how you're saying there's less and less home ownership. And these shifts, I mean, I think you, you know, people think they'll never happen, but, you know, they do. It's kind of like VCRs, right? I mean, <laughs> there was a time when everyone thought that everyone would have to own a VCR, and now nobody owns a VCR, you know? Um, so, you know. Totally, totally, Pat. And you just mentioned about VCR. Boy, let's look at the cameras. I mean, those Nikons and those $1,500 cameras, and they're gone. They're yeah. thing of the past. I mean, you know, now iPhone, Android phones can take pictures, and you could do so much, and the Zoom functions, and editing right there, and video recording, and oh my gosh. It's and just, even televisions. Yeah, I for mean, sure. It's fun to watch TV, but, but this whole idea of having a um, 10 televisions in a house, which I'll admit are quite freely that you know there was there was a point in my life where i had you know probably eight tvs in my house and um now i've got one and uh, i think a lot of it is because you know if you don't like what the family's watching you can always pick it up on your laptop that's true for sure for sure and and then also on demand i mean you know you don't have to be tied to the schedules anymore you yeah. could just find it whenever you want to watch it, you know? Right. But iPads, so everything. Much for bringing into this whole discussion, uh, if I may say, I think, you know, with the jitterness, I just checked it, by the way, we lost 783 points today. Oh, my gosh. And today's only Thursday. I'm glad I'm in real estate, man. I got like oh less than 5% of my... I got about less than 5%. I probably got 3% of my net worth in the, in the stock market. And most of it, you know, is in bonds. And I don't even yeah, look. Go to the next slide. Let's keep talking about this whole thing about, you know, um, sure. about what's going on renters versus sell renters versus buyers. You know, um, well, Vinny's getting ready to talk about a statistic. I'm going to open it up that in 2002, right? Yes. Two thousand renter households in millions in the United States was thirty three million. So thirty three yep. million rental households in two thousand and two. What is it now? Oh my gosh! You know, as of the last statistic we were able to gather, two thousand sixteen, it's forty two percent, forty two or forty three, somewhere there. Right, you think, you figure it would stay the same, right? I mean, because for years, it yes. stayed the same. Now, what's going on here? Why is this happening? What should we do about it? Well, I think, you know, again, if we come, uh, you know, come to grips of the whole situation, is that what's happening is that lots and lots of people, uh, again, it could also be Pat because of the downturn, you know, in the economies and, uh, you know, how we lost the home ownership and how we were getting, uh, you know, a lot of homes and rental homes. This might include the investment rental homes too, by the way, you know, where people were able to get them steady income, you know, properties and things like that. All those have to be put into perspective. But 
essentially, if we look at from the downturn of 2008, remember that crash right there? Yeah, right there, yeah, yeah. It's just gone up and up and up and up. Look at so that. So even in 2008, the, the, you, know, you, know, you know, it didn't really make less, you would think, right, that, well, maybe 2008 actually created more renters. You know what I mean? For short yes. sale, their credit got shot. They had to, they had to rent. They couldn't buy. Correct. They got Correct. scared. Their tail is between mm -hmm. their legs. I'll never buy a house again. Their kids got scared because they saw yeah. their parents lose everything. Mm -hmm. said, no mm -hmm. one's going to kick me out of a house. You know, I'll just rent. But then, totally. the, but then what's curious, Vinny, is it's the, the, the renter households has drastically shot up. Yes. From about 2014 yes. to uh, 2018. I mean, so, so what, the, any reason why? Wow. Well, again, you know, uh, <laughs> I wish I could substantiate, uh, you know, what I would like to say. I know I see the graph there, and uh, that definitely uh, might be bringing into the age group of uh, millennials into it. It's possible, you know, how we are saying that the renter, uh, de rental demand has increased. And, uh, uh, you know, that's the only factor I can think of right this moment. Uh, there is no statistic now. It has leveled off here a little bit, right? We just saw yeah. that uh, right over here in the later part of 2015 and 16, but then again, 17 statistics I don't have in front of me, uh, that might choose a trend again going up, you know? Yeah, so a bottom uh, line is you're happy you got into the apartment building uh, industry, the apartment owning industry, <laughs> when you did. You know, kind of, you're right, you're right. I mean, you know, I started my companies uh, 10 years back, 10, 11 years back, 2007 and eight. I learned this business uh, from scratch from very best coaches. And uh, we have been able to do quite well. I've done 26 syndications and I'm doing my 27th one now, which is my $50 million equity fund, kind of like a small REIT. You know, we are raising money to buy uh, more multifamily in the growth areas. What I have really kept with my uh, uh, business plan is jobs, jobs, and jobs. So I was like in Odessa and Midland and San Antonio, San Marcos, Seguin, all those. And out of my 16, no, 14 syndications, I sold 10 already mm, with a lot wow. of money from the investors and everything. And I purchased 12 more syndications there in the go. last three years. Yeah. Yeah, never be afraid to sell and pay taxes. I'm a firm believer in totally. that many times. Totally. You know? Totally. Um, you so, know, so. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Vinny, uh, you, know, uh, you know, everybody that comes on our show uh, brings with them a free gift, which is uh, sure. something that our rock star nation can use on a day-to-day -day mm -hmm. basis, you know, in their real estate business, right? And uh, what, what gift have you brought everybody today? Well, you know, I would love to, yeah, you know, my book is not out yet. I would have given my book, uh, but I have written some ebooks. If any of your audiences would love to what's find a, what's out. Your, what's your most popular ebook, Vinny? 
My very popular one is my five spinning of five plates and also how to really live your life with full happiness. That's nice. 21 different, uh, you know, segments. I've been a motivational so what's the five plates speaker about? all my life. Yeah, five plates actually kind of teaches uh, our audience if they would like to invest in multifamily and how they could do it easily through working with brokers, and especially because they are already sales agents and brokers, it will be very easy for them to ease into commercial side, you know, and make the money in the residential side, maybe also spin off into commercial and invest money there and pool the money together. That's my big thing. There is so much money around us, you know, and it's a great opportunity for everybody listening to me today pool the money together in a very simple way through syndication and then buy multifamily for passive cash flow. That's Love the word, it. passive cash flow. You bet. Indeed. You know? Well, what I'm going to do, guys, is I'm going to put both of Vinny's e-books. Send those to me, please, Vinny. Uh, both sure. of Vinny's e-books, Spinning Five Plates, which, uh, which is all about investing in apartments and uh, also uh, the, the, his Life Happiness book. Uh, put that on there as well. Uh, I'm going to put it on, and this is the second time Vinny's been on, so I'm going to put it on hybendigital.com backslash Vinny. Now, here's the thing. Vinny is V-I-N-N-E-Y, V-I-N-N-E-Y, Chopra, C-H-O-P-R-A, and then the number two. That's hybendigital.com backslash Vinny Chopra, too. I'm going to put all of Vinny's contact information there uh, so you guys can reach out to him and thank him uh, uh, for this or chat with him some more about these demographic issues and renter nation. Let him know whether you agree or disagree or let me know. Um, and then, uh, of course, it will also be in the toolbox, which everybody could get by going to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or texting the word toolbox to 444 nine 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 Vinny look this has been fun buddy can't wait to uh, get together with you in the future you're always a blast to be with and uh, uh, can't wait to mastermind on how to make more money investing in real estate thank thank you Matt. I really want to thank you for your time and it's been a pleasure talking to you thank you so much for tuning in the real estate rock stars if this free content is giving you a ton of value, I want to ask a small favor in return. I need you to pull out your pointing finger and hit the subscribe button. Yes, hit subscribe, please. The more subscribers that we get on Real Estate Rockstars, the better guests are attracted to the shows. We'll get more guests from the top companies, from the top teams. And even more celebrity guests like Robert Kiyosaki and Barbara Corcoran. Also, if you're not a member of our free Facebook group, go to Real Estate Rockstars Radio right on Facebook and join the conversation. I'm on there myself on FaceTime Lives, and we have a lot of communications and questions about the show, and I'd love to see you there. And it's free. People ask me all the time, where am I on social media? I'm real easy to find. Just type in my name. My IG is I am Pat Hyben. It is blowing up on Instagram, adding tons of subscribers. And I'm on there probably twice a day. So definitely follow me on Instagram as well as everywhere else. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.